Welcome back, welcome back. It's the um, the Low Six Lowdown, episode two of probably series four or five, I'm guessing. I don't know whether we count the decommissioned series anymore, Reese. Um, how you doing, bud? I'm all good, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, Reese, the captain, joining me um, again in the studio. And, core blimey, it was a good weekend of sport, wasn't it? Oh, it was absolutely immense. It's yeah. just good to have it back, isn't it? I, it was a weird summer, that one, with um, no real football, uh, sort of the, the World Cup being moved into the, the, the winter and... I, I'm quite looking forward to how that's all going to pan out. Yeah, it? I'm not too sure about having a point with a fire on watching the World Cup. I'm not too sure about it at all. I've always been a bit of sunshine, beer garden, watch England lose and go home. Yeah, well, uh, you're absolutely right. It could either be absolutely elite and we'll all be like, we want to do that again, or we'll all go never again. Um, I, have you seen anything where they've got the stadiums finished and stuff, or is it? I have seen there have been issues with some of the stadiums, yeah, and it is a little bit of a concern. Like it, in a normal tournament, they would have already lost a tournament if if the stadiums weren't ready by a particular date. It just seems to be they just make it work for any any cost, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought we'd start this week, Reese, with a couple of um, off-topic um, points. So, uh, first one being this weekend, Joshua versus Usyk. We'll go boxing very quickly. You're going to be watching it? I am going to be watching it, yeah. yeah. Rooting for who? Joshua. Do you oh, think he does it? It's one of these where they've been talking different strategies and they've been preparing differently, but they did this last time. I'm sure he, he shed some muscle last time to, to prepare for this fight and it didn't work. He, he looks bigger yeah, he's, to, to me in, in from what... He's changed his camp, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. McCracken's gone and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um... I, he's just got to dust him on the on the whiskers, hasn't he, and hope he knocks him out. Yeah. I mean, because Usyk looks enormous. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to fight Usyk right now. No, as particularly after he's just gone and fought for Ukraine as well. You really wouldn't want to go up against that that guy in that mindset. He's a, he's quite literally a killer. Yeah, yeah. I I think um, I think Joshua will get beaten. Uh, and I've seen people saying go less than five rounds. I could kind of go there. So first first bet I'd probably put on this weekend. Joshua to be beaten in the first six rounds? He'll probably get fair odds for that. Yeah, you're going to be going. And what would your bet be? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went the distance again. Points? I'd think points. Probably you six on points again. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'd like to see a knockout. Don't think it will happen. It, it, it will really depend what, what the situation is in round six. If Joshua has absolutely spent himself in the first six rounds to try and get it done, He'll be in trouble from from their end, and it's just one of them. I don't think they'll play the patience game. I think both of them will be looking for an early knockout, so I don't think it will be a patience game. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went to tune play. in fireworks this Saturday. Um, just another fight going on this Saturday. I really wanted to call this out for for Leon Edwards in the UFC uh, taking on Kamar Usman. Um, they fought seven or eight years ago. I think it was the last time Leon lost. Um, Big Brummy, um, you know, just really, really hope that Birmingham get behind Leon Edwards this weekend. What a legend. Not many people could be top of their game, literally pound for pound, vying for number one in the world and still be like not recognised in their hometown. So just hope Leon brings home the bacon. Don't know if you're a big UFC man, Reese, but but one for a local lad that we'd all be rooting oh, for. Oh, yeah, no, it's whenever there's someone local fighting, you, you're always behind them. I've not really watched the UFC recently to be to be perfectly honest but 
whenever there's someone from Birmingham fighting, you, you, you're right behind them. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he's got a real opportunity to make history. So go on, Leon, go and uh, bring this home. So let's start with the football, Reese. I mean, ultimate fan last week popped off. Oh, it was absolutely crazy points-wise, yeah. What, what was your highlight from last week, just looking through the scores? Where, where did you get some shocks? I, I mean, you know where I want to start after <laughs> your predictions, but we'll, we'll come back to those. Um, Villa, obviously, I, I think they're going to struggle this season, but they actually, they, you know, they beat Everton, who still seem pointless, um, although people are talking about their playing quite well. Um, were you surprised Villa got the win? I was quite surprised Villa got the win, to be honest. I, I thought Villa are a very inconsistent side. They, they seem to show promise and then they look like, oh, well, they look like they've got it back on track here. And then they go the complete opposite direction. So I was surprised. I thought Everton didn't play too badly. I thought they were, it was a fair performance. I feel the loss of Decore really railed their game plan because he's such an integral part of their midfield, uh, Decore is. If, if he, he needs to come back as soon as possible, I feel that's a massive, massive void in the middle of the park if he's injured. He proved last year when he went out for, I think he was out for three or four months at one point, Decore was, and he was such a big miss in the middle of the park for Everton that they've just got him back and then he's potentially out again and that's a big worry for them. But Saw Danny Ings on the score sheet. Uh, I think he got the worst haircut now in football. <laughs> he's got to let it go. Either go to Turkey, get that sorted, or, or that, that crazy sweep over yeah. it's not working for you. Um, and then uh, Buendia, back on the score sheet. Lost mm. a bit of form back in the last year, but, uh, you know, on his day, he's tricky, isn't he? Good mm. signing from Norwich, and he, you'd, you'd fancy him to go yeah, on. Yeah, a, a lot of the Villa community rate him massively. The, the fact he doesn't get a start is, is incredible. He, he came off the bench and picked up 11 points. And he was an early contender for Team of the Week in Ultimate Fanny. It was actually quite remarkable that he doesn't get a start. But with Coutinho limping off, there, there might be a chance for him to come back into that side and, and make a difference. But yeah, I've, I've always thought Buendia is a, is a brilliant player. I thought for 35 million quid, what they paid for him was a fair amount of money. And he's not been had. He's not really had the chance to prove it. He's not really broke into the side and, and held a, a regular starting spot. So hopefully after this week, that might put him in the team picture a bit more. And is Coutinho now, I mean, is that is that just, is the Barca thing happening now at Villa? Like, you get the odd, sp- you know, sprinkling of, of absolute mm. top quality class, but it's just not consistent enough for, I, for you? I think that's the problem. Like, when you get a player like that in on loan and they deliver massively, you're all up for it. Like, it, oh, yeah, get him in, he's brilliant. And now I think with a, with a loan deal, there is a certain pressure to perform. You've been brought in, you've got to do a job because you want to go back and play first team football for the team that sent you out. When he came to Villa, he was obviously very much out to prove himself that he's still this great talent. And he looked great last year. I I can't, much as it kills me inside to say it, he looked fantastic. But it just, the first two games, he's he's been the invisible man for for me, potentially. Too much focus on tattoos and looking good, (laughs) I think. Um, So we go on to the next game. I, I, I think they're giving me a lot of joy at the minute. Arsenal both in the Amazon Prime series, which I've really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, i got to say, I'm, I'm really warming to Arteta now after watching this. I thought it was comedy. I thought it was all a bit David Brent. But the more I watched about how he dealt with Aubameyang, like the principles, you could see the club are almost saying, you've got to have him back. Mm-hmm. And he stuck to his guns, didn't he? And oh, said, no, I had massive respect for that. I, I was really... I actually was like looking at it go, wow, it even the star power that he has and the money that he was on, it was like, I ain't taking any shit. You're not coming back. Like, I thought that was incredible. And 
I, I quite like his team talks, the stuff that he gets some of his players going. Have you seen the recent episodes? I haven't seen the last one since the Aubameyang stuff, so I haven't okay. seen uh, Holding or anything. Oh, there's, 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 there's a team talking, I think it's episode seven, seven, involving a light bulb. And that was brilliant. I, I was I was trying not to laugh at it because I don't know how they got this massive wire. Oh, don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin it for it, me. It, definitely watch it. it. It made me chuckle. <laughs> um, and I just started to really like um, Arteta's kind of way. But he mm. talks a lot about energy and stuff. And I always thought it was really comical. But um, I'm going to bring it into our business soon. We're all going to hold hands and talk about the energy <laughs> we can bring. Um, going on to the game itself. Uh, Gabriel Jesus looks like he might be the signing of the summer. Oh, it was it was a ridiculous performance. Like nobody was near him in terms of ultimate fan point scoring. Nobody was near him. He got twenty eight points, yeah. and the next closest was sixteen. Nobody was near him, and to to say that you were involved in all four goals, like he scored two, assisted two, he now looks like that Man City have missed a trick here. Oh, oh, yeah, and I I was thinking about this. Or have they? Pep never really wanted him as that nine, did he? They, they still pulled him out wide and he was still charged with creating. But it looks to me like Arsenal have just said, go down the middle and, and score goals. Yeah, it, he's been given complete freedom up front by Arsenal. And it just looks like what he needed. Like Pep wants this system where it's, I might say rigid, but if you're not in his mind as that set player, you will never be that set player. Yeah. And... The problem with that obviously came out with Jesus, who now looks like the talent that was meant to deliver three or four years ago. You've really got to look at it in a way that Man City... I really think Man City have really dropped one there. I think that they've spent 50 million on Haaland. Yes, Haaland is brilliant. But when you've watched that one game and he's been involved with all four goals, he's looked fantastic. I agree with you, but what I would say, it's early... Mm. Oh yeah, no. And, by, by, and by, yeah. people like Gabriel Jesus, notorious when the gloves come on in winter. Yeah, I suppose we are still quite. It's, it's still, still twenty-five warm. degrees. It's still yeah. warm. <laughs> it's like being in Brazil, Reese. And I will say for the listeners, yes, this is all of this coming from a man that predicts that Man United are going to finish fourth in the Premier League. So you know, take take him as seriously <laughs> as you can with that kind of prediction. Um, Granit Xhaka is an interesting character. We won't go through every goal scorer last weekend, but um, again, if you're watching the Prime series, he's overcome a fair bit of adversity. You know, with the Arsenal crowd itself, it seems like he's a fan favourite now. Yeah, it seems to have turned the tide a bit, um, especially with the fact that I think I think the club captaincy kind of got to him a bit. Yeah, I, I feel that lots probably, of pressure. Yeah, too much pressure, and now you you seem to have taken that away and. He's not too... He seems a lot more relaxed and he looks a lot more... When he does... You know, when he is involved with play, he looks a lot more comfortable. Uh, and An age thing as well. I think he's 28 and mm-hmm. stuff now. We're getting a bit older and you get mm-hmm. a bit wiser, don't you? Um, just very quickly before we move on. Uh, Leicester, could they have been in a bit of trouble this year? I, I, <laughs> Max has been absolutely tearing me apart that I said that they could potentially get relegated. They don't look great. Especially the fact that they blew the, the 2-0 lead at home to Brentford. Like, if it was someone like... Chelsea. Brentford have just Arsenal. beat your Man United team. Yeah, I, I I know that. I know that. But I don't know. I don't like... I'm not sure on Leicester. I just think the players that have gone out, they haven't replaced. And if Fafana and Madison go in the next couple of weeks... And Tillemans. And, and Tillemans, who's likely to go to Arsenal as well. He's been linked all summer. If they lose all three of them, it completely collapses. Interesting. Um, 
a couple of the other interesting results. Man City obviously beat Bournemouth. There was a lot of people here that put 8-0 bets on and Haaland to score. Um, it was interesting, the stats coming back. Haaland literally didn't have a touch for the first 20 minutes. I, I think we're going to see a lot of that, where he's just his occupied space and his movement, but he'll be explosive. Should have, I think Grealish or something should have squared it to him. Um, it was, I mean, it was a good result for them. It was absolutely routine, wasn't it, when you watch the highlights. Go back to it. Kevin De Bruyne at the moment, form of his life, best player in the Premier League for me. Oh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I think he'll be player of the year this year with, without doubt. He's just you such tipped a it, talent. didn't you? Three, three to one, I think. Three to one, yeah. I'd be backing that. Just He's such a talent and he makes teams just look... like I mean, Bournemouth Championship last year, they were, they were untouchable at times last year. And like, I know it's the Premier League, but Bournemouth didn't even look like they were there. Some at some points in the game, it was it was in it was ridiculous how Man City just made them look completely absent and just not up for it at all. They, they look very good this year. If you're Jack Grealish and you're left out of the starting eleven, you, Sterling's been sold. It's a huge, um, in, you know, inspires some confidence that you're the go-to guy this year. How do you feel after game week one? You're back on That's the bench. Not, it just <laughs> must be getting to him now. I think there are some some real starter issues there because you don't make these big moves to Man City and uh, the money that they spent for him, 100 million quid, in your mind, you'd be thinking, well, I'd be in the team every week when you pay Correct. money like that. I, I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned if I were him. Like, you want to be starting every week. I know I know. Pep Roulette is 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 a massive factor in that Man City side because he's got so many, ta- so many talented stars to pick from that you're likely to not start every game. But you'd, you'd think you would have at least played a well, part in the first It's an two. interesting one, isn't it? Because you, you look at that midfield of Mares, uh, Rodri, De Bruyne, uh, Gundogan and Foden. I mean, that's a championship winning midfield all day long. It, it can win every league, can't it? European yep. football. I, w- I just wonder, they've got so many games coming up if he's just trying to keep him fresh. But it, just for me... I, I'd have liked to see him get 10, 11, 12 straight games now Sterling's gone and just cement his place because mm-hmm. he's, he's not really pulling up trees. So, no. um, But going back to it, KDB, for me, if he's not in your fantasy teams, if he's not your um, you know, player of the season, first goal scorer type bets, it, he just looks unstoppable to me. Um, the other one I thought I'd call out was Nathan Ake. Started the season really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought, like, especially the way that he's come in and, and just fitted straight into the side. He, he's played quite well. Um, he's not great in terms of ultimate fan points. I think he only got three points last week and yeah. three points this week. But he's, he seems to have settled quite well, played that unit time role in the middle and just know in, in the middle of defence and he knows what he's doing. He seems to have took his chance quite well, to be fair to him. Um, a couple of the other results, I thought Southampton were good when they changed the system mm-hmm. from being a um, couple of down. Um if we go into it, I mean, look, we, Wolves Fulham was nil nil. We'll, we'll scoot past, and then we get to the final match of the day on sort of Saturday, the evening game, if you like. And I'll just hand it over to you, Reese. I mean, you've you've tipped Manchester United to be top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say they're more likely to be bottom four than top four. Um, what what is it you're seeing that the rest of the world isn't, Reese? I, I I'm go- I'm just going to keep going back to Arsenal last year. I I said after three games. They'd lost all three games. They were still going to get top four. It was just an adjustment period. I, I still think it's the same with Manchester United. Of course, you look at this game. Losing 4-0 to Brentford is not the same as losing to 5-0 to Man City. Well, let's talk through some a couple of those things. So, Ericsson moved from a false nine in the first game to a centre, a defensive, a, mm-hmm. you know, a CDM, effectively. Yep. Which, to me, is the biggest alarm bell going that your guy... Um, 
uh, Ten Hag doesn't know mm-hmm. what Ericsson is. So that that's the first point. What do you make? I mean, weird, wasn't it? It was a weird thing. I, I, that is one thing I, I didn't understand fully. That it was just it's it was literally a FIFA move. Just put the player in the team to get him on the pitch because I'll change his position to CDM, and then when I go into the game, I'll change it, and he'll he'll be an attacking midfielder in the game. But it made no sense to put him there because that's nowhere near which, his best position. Which is where I come back to. I don't think it's like Arsenal from last year because you're watching that prime documentary mm. and you could see Arteta's got a principle a mm. standard a, a philosophy Ten Hag to me just feels like it's what names fit on the spread I, I don't know and then I mean the obvious one and everyone's hating on him is Martinez but you know a lot of money spent on a five foot nine centre half which we don't see in the Premier League whether you like it or not we don't mm. see five foot nine centre halves no, no, no. absolutely bullied by Ben Mee and a couple of the, the Ivan Tony and, and people like that mm again hauled off at half time and the actual starting lineup i mean luke shaw i speak to united fans who can't understand how he gets a game you've got one of the mcfred partnership in fred playing um you've got ericsson and then probably the the the, the three that i think are insipid across that midfield jordan sancho bruno fernandez and marcus rashford mm-hmm. everything that's wrong with the football club in three players right there mm-hmm. bruno not, not turned yeah, up. Yeah, Bruno hasn't turned up lately, and I, I don't fully it's understand a year, isn't it? why. It's been over a year since he's really been in the big time with United. I, the one, I think that you've got to look at what's coming in. You got Martial coming back from injury. I'm not saying he's going to be a massive influence, but I. That's you look how at far pre- off the pace. <laughs> you're, you're pinning your hopes to Tony Martial. Oh, <laughs> I think that there'll be a little bit of of difference there when he comes back. If Casemiro, Casemiro is signed, he, he's not going to play Monday. It's nearly done by the sounds of it. If he comes in and he's partnered up with Fred, like they've, we've, in, they are for Brazil, I feel that will be a much tidier improvement in the middle of the park there. Well, better than Scott McTominay. Yeah. <laughs> they've, got, they've got to be... I think Ten Hag has just not got to be scared to drop play. If Bruno Fernandes is not well, performing, well, which he's not... Drop him and put Ericsson there. Well, well, let's look at the bench at the minute. So the keeper, clearly, and De Gea is absolutely spent for me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even get in the Spanish squad anymore. No. You know, the, he's so I, far it, down it, the pecking it's, order. It's incredible that they've sent Dean Henderson out on loan. Well, I, I don't understand it at all. So Tom Heaton, replacement on the bench. You've mm-hmm. got Juan Basaka. I think everybody would agree who's been a disaster at United. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got uh, Malaysia, uh, mm-hmm. Varane. McTominay, Van der Beek, who who couldn't even get in an Everson side last mm. year, by the way. Uh, Ganacho, Garner, and Alenga. It's so devoid of talent. Mm. Oh, that Alenga, I quite like him. I think he's one to watch out for. And the Malaysia on the bench, he he was quite good in the, in in the. I know it's the Eredivisie. It's not the same level as the Premier League, yeah. But if you look at his stats for, as a, as a wing back. It's quite remarkable. I can't remember the exact stat, but I think he was the only player across Europe's top seven leagues last year to register 1.5 shots per game, 2.5 tackles per game, and I think it was 1.5 dribbles per game. The only player across the top seven leagues. If I don't know if if Luke Shaw's playing bad, he comes on. I don't I don't know why they don't give him a chance to start him. I don't know if it's inexperience. I don't know if it's age, but he's an exciting player and it's someone to keep an eye on. But 
I don't get it because he's not getting given a, given a game, is he? I yeah. mean, compare that to the bench of City at the weekend: Alvarez, Silva, Grealish, Stones, mm-hmm. and the list goes on. Like they're so far off it. I, I think I don't know, and and I guess the point that really bugs me is this whole it's the glaciers' fault. Yeah, I don't understand that either. It's not it's not the owners' fault. It's just for some for so long, Man United fans have just pointed at the manager. Like I know Ali wasn't the greatest manager in the world but for the first couple of years he did deliver and then times got a bit hard and it was like let's just point the finger at him he's got no experience like who who would come to Manchester United anyway even if there were a top level I mean Mourinho came and he aged him by nearly 30 years just said, a couple he said of it was years his, he was there they said what's your greatest ever um, uh, achievement and he said come in second with Man United yep. and, you'll, and he said you'll see yeah and I, I think um uh, who's it? Who was meant to go up as sporting director? Uh, Ralph, uh, Ralph Ranick. Ranick. He's, he's he, even scrapped that. No. He, he's walked away. Said it needs complete rebound. But it's just—it's a bit boring now, isn't it? You know, f the Glazers and the, and the big signs because ultimately, look, uh, you know, they've spent billions, whether mm. it's of their money or not. And I, I would argue this. You know, I'm a business owner. People don't look at me and say, you know, unless I spend my own. Mm-hmm money in the business i'm I'm a knobhead you you work within a budget that you're given built by your revenues i it's all a little bit farcical Mm. actually um i'll make a prediction reese i know i said they wouldn't finish top seven i don't think they'll finish top half honestly i think they're that bad i think something will click i i I am gonna hold out that i just think something will click whether 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 they get top four is one or another thing but i think they'll be at least competitive. They've lost the first three games. They're going to struggle to get top four, mate. Yeah. Well, we said this about Arsenal and we're still... I know Arsenal, different team, different different philosophy, different performances, but... And on a different change curve for me. I think they were always mm. on the... on the, re, the rebuild had happened two years before. I think this is Man U's... Um, this is their, you know, heroin moment. Mm. Reach rock bottom. I, mm. I think they're, they're going to struggle. Um, going in quickly into the Sunday, Forest West Ham was interesting. Well, how West Ham didn't win that game, I'll never know, let alone get a draw. The, the only thing I will put that down to is that that home crowd at, city, at the city ground were phenomenal. They were so loud. And yeah. like, just an atmosphere like that is threatening as it is. You can, you can pin it down, look at, look at Rangers in Europe. Rangers in Europe is unbeatable. When, when you've got that home fans behind we you, the Rangers, people. you just can't beat it. I think that's what played a big part in that. I think just the fans getting that twelfth man played a major. major see, part see the forest owner. Yeah, I've seen it. He's a big boy, isn't he? He's huge. Big boy. Does he own um, uh, Olympiacos? Olympiacos. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. yeah. He was every time they panned to him on the TV. He was doing the old um, crucifix <laughs> sight for a bit of luck. It was quite interesting. Uh, Declan Rice shouldn't take a penalty ever again. No. Nope. I, I don't know why he does. I think he's missed all three of his Premier League penalties he's taken. So Bowen sat there, done. like, probably Mr. Mr. Calm. Mm. Didn't make any sense to me. Um, was game of the weekend Chelsea Spurs or was it Manny Brentford? I, I think yeah. <laughs> if the two-shell um, Conte moment didn't happen at the end of Chelsea, uh, at the end of Chelsea Tottenham, I probably would say the Brentford game. But I think for excitement and shock and, and just the pure everybody's like whoa what's going on at the end I think it's got to be Chelsea time yeah let's talk about it so um, I thought it was a great game um, I think Reese James is the best fullback in, in world football not English in mm-hmm. world football right now his delivery is just so on point mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know how Spurs got a thing out of this game. Chelsea were magnifico. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, Chelsea played well. I'm, I'm not going to argue oh, that at all. But he hates uh, the, Chelsea. <laughs> the thing that uh, the only thing that I'll say is like, if Spurs can go and play as badly as that and get a point out of it, then they are a serious threat this year. It's a team you've got to look at and go, okay, there's something here. I don't think if you can if you can play as badly as that and get a result because it, it, it's not like. They've drew two all with, with Forrest. They've drew two all with Chelsea, who are going to be up but there this both year. both goals shouldn't have counted, mate. I, you've got to say, like, well, certainly the offside was dreadful. Mm. Kane sort of stands in front of the ball as it goes past him <laughs> from Hoiberg. It's... Anyway, what's VAR there for? That's no, that's, that's, I, my, I think it was Mike Dean on VAR, so, there's, there, so there's your answer. <laughs> he loves to be talked about, doesn't he? If he was a lollipop, he'd lick himself. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Chelsea, though? They, they've start, I think they've started much better than people have given I, I, I They have started better than I expected. I mean, I mean Everton to start with, they're, they're held out for a 1-0. They, there were moments where you looked at it and it was a little bit, oh, okay, they, they might have just got away with something there, but... Yeah, they they did look great against against Spurs, and they're probably yeah they are seriously unlucky to 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 only come away with a point. Whether it will last the rest of the season for me though is another thing. I I seriously think Tuchel's going to absolutely bomb in the next couple of months. Yeah, I've said Tuchel get sacked, but I, th- I think he started like a man actually got the bit between his teeth again. I I, I thought he'd given up a little bit under the um, Abramovich kind of saga, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's he's there again and, and involved. Um, I think it's unlucky for Ben Chilwell not to be playing football. I think it is really unlucky. Yeah, Cucurella is a, is a great signing. He's he's for for a fullback. He's quite strong with set pieces. That corner showed that he can take corners and and got the assist there. His tackle rate is pretty high. He was one of the highest. Ta- I think he got the most. I think it was like fourth most points in UF from tackles last year. Yeah. So he's quite strong as well. Even though you don't look it. You've got to think he's getting played from here on mm. because he's sixty odd million quid, yep. and they've moved to that three five two, haven't they? Where, yeah. And it's a real deliberate three five two now. Yeah, where it, was, it was a bit weird because Rhys James was on the right of the back three. Which, which, correct. Yeah. So he played right at the back three, and then they had Loftus Cheek as the other fullback. And uh, yeah. it, 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 I don't know. I think Chelsea are taking a different approach. Come on, I wanted to pull out um, Mendy in goal. Is he the best goalkeeper in world? I football? think he's the most underrated goalkeeper in world football. Full stop. He is phenomenal. He doesn't get half the credit that he deserves. His shot-stopping ability is ridiculous. Even his delivery, even his, his distribution is, is really good. He's, why he's not in conversations in the best goalkeeper on the planet is, is beyond me. Mm. And, and from a Spurs perspective, I thought Kane was pretty quiet, still don't like his new haircut. Um, who else? Ryan Sessegnon. I just don't think they've got the strength in depth. I think Hugo Lloris looks a bit substandard now. Eric Dyer at the centre-back position, I just, I've never rated. But um, where do they... You're, you've watched them a few times now. Where do Spurs... For, you, you still think they're... I still think they'll be up there, yeah. yeah. I, I still think... I think if they Did finish... Did you say they'd win the, t- the title? I said they'd win the title, yeah. yeah. I... I I still think there's 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 a lot of potential there. Top three would be respectable. I I think they've got the, I got enough in the tank to win the league. I know it's only two games in, but when you run through that starting eleven though, Larice, Dyer, Romero, Ben Davis, um, Emerson, Royal, Sassignon, Hoiberg, Min, Kane, Kulaseski, that's not a title winning team. 
Kulovesky's massively influential in that midfield, though. He's he's a, he's a great signing. Tanganga on the bench, Doherty. I think the only thing you got right was Richarlison as an impact sub. He's, he's a massive impact yeah, sub. Yeah, he made a good contribution. <laughs> I give him his credit for that. Um, so if we, if we dip into um, the actual league tables at the moment... Um, is it a procession this year? Because Liverpool obviously drew on mm. the Monday night. Mm-hmm. A Man City gonna could they be un- invincible? I'm I'm gonna say no. I've got a pal who has told me that Man City will go unbeaten this year. I I want to say no. There's always one game. Like it, it's gonna be stupid. Man City, their bogey teams are like Tottenham and Crystal Palace. Those are the games I'll be watching. I think they've only beaten Spurs. Once in their last eight goes, Crystal Palace were the only team last year that they didn't beat. There's a bogey team for every team. I think Man City don't have. But we're sat here talking. This is silly, really. We're talking. We're talking could they go? Could they go <laughs> yeah. and, and beaten? But I think they've looked so dominant. I think Arsenal could. I I think Arsenal could win the league. I I, I, I can't go against that. I think I think Zinchenko, yeah. Odegaard, Jesus. Yeah, the, some of the players they've signed. Yeah, some of the players they've signed are, are, are superb. Like the Zinchenko signing, he looks magnificent at the back for them. Jesus could well be the signing of the summer. And it's just a debt like that. Saliba against Crystal Palace looked rock solid. Yeah, and it's just, tell you what, I like the look of that um, centre half Henderson. I think it is at Palace mm-hmm. who bullied Nunes. Did oh, uh, Anderson. 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 Yeah, Did yeah. you see the clips? Yeah, yeah. He was absolutely poking and prodded him like mad. Played game, him like it? a like a violin, <laughs> didn't he? It was unbelievable. He looks a good player, actually. Mm-hmm. The buy him from Burnley, was it, or somewhere? I'm not sure, actually. Might have been. Might have been Burnley, yeah. Somebody like that, wasn't it? They, yeah. they transferred. From. Um, obviously, Liverpool played on Monday night. We'll just quickly um, give that its due. Nunes sent off. Uh, Stupid. It's just stupid ass, like no complaints though. No, no, no. It's red card straight out. Like it was just so stupid that I think the problem. I just you can't say inexperienced because you played three or four seasons of football. Like you should know that you are going to be a target. You are the you know you know you're up front for Liverpool. You are going to be a target. Did um did you hear the Piers Morgan interview about Ronaldo this week? No, I haven't heard it. So he um, he rang up and said, I've been talking with Cristiano most of the week and I'll be surprised if he plays for United again. No one wants him though, do they? Uh, nobody wants him. His money, his money demands are too high. Way too high. If you want to play Champions League football, if you are that desperate to play Champions League football, take the hit, take the pay cut. Who would have him, do you think? Realistically, no one touched him in the Prem, do they now? No, I don't think... I think a lot of the, the big teams around Europe have... Have shut up shop. They've they've got who they wanted him, and they're, they're fine. I, it'd be something stupid like he'll go play for like Atletico Madrid or something like that. But if Glasgow he did that, Rangers, yeah, just go play somewhere that play, play Champions League football. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um, and then you touched on Casemiro earlier. Um, do you think he's a good signing for United from Madrid, or do you think he's another one that's it's on the wrong end of his sort of career for him? I I haven't got an issue with it personally because you look. At every team, they need someone that isn't scared to get a card, isn't scared to be that enforcer type role. Where do you know what? Someone hurts my team, mate. I'll put a challenge in. He did it in the Champions League final. I think he wiped about three Liverpool players out just purely on the basis of, well, you 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 hit my team, mate. I'm going to hit you. Yeah. 
I think that someone with that type of mentality in a Man United team could brew confidence and push players on to go, well, you know what, he's got my back, I'll, I'll have a go. Just, it just uh, that sometimes that mentality can can prove to be a blessing. I think he'll be great for United. You do, yeah. Okay, we'll take that. Um, Reese, have you got um, you got a few questions in this week? Yep, yep. I've had a I've had a look through. Have you ever have you ever heard of Desert Island Discs? Yeah, of course. So I've done one like this, a bit football based. So okay. stuck on stuck on a desert island, you're allowed a recording of one football game to watch. Yeah, you're allowed one football song or TV series. Okay. And you're stuck with one football player who can you know, either keep you entertained, help you survive, or, you know, throw to the Lions for... Yeah, you go first this week. So my football game will obviously be... Uh, before you say it, this is going to involve other Femi Martin, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's a Carly Cup final, 2011. That, uh, I can watch that game again and again and How again. many times do you think you have watched it? Oh, I've watched it about 10 times at least. Wow. And, and I was there. I was there. I was at Wembley as well. So was it Millennium Stadium that one? No, no, it was at, it was at Wembley. Was it? Yeah, it was at Wembley. Wow. So I went to that game. That was still. I could still picture it now. It's great. Oh, I could watch it. How game. drunk were you? I was only fourteen. Still drunk, me? No. Really? <laughs> no, no. I didn't didn't have anything. Oh, shout out to um, my cousin Jake um, Burnham. We were drunk in Cardiff for Wednesday's playoffs. Um, <laughs> Against Hartlepool, and I think he was about 14, 15 at the time, minibus down. <laughs> I don't think he remembers too much of that game. Um, so, yeah, Colin Cup final. Uh, football song TV series. I think It's Coming Home would absolutely drive me nuts after so many listens. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd probably have the, um, the Neil Warnock Sheffield United TV series. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, I'd that's probably very have good. that. I could watch that again and again and again. Like the the the, the comedy, the seriousness, all of it. Yeah, it just ticks all the boxes. Yeah, he's very good. He, he could have that. Player to help. I suppose if you've got to get branches, maybe six foot eight, Nikola Zigic can reach a couple of things I can't. So. Yeah, exactly. Get the coconut out of the tree and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I think that. that so you've ended up with um, Carling Cup final. You've got. Uh, Neil Warnock's TV documentary and you've got Nikola Zigic. I'm going for favourite game would be uh, 2000, sorry, 1993 Sheffield Wednesday versus Sheffield United in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Chris Waddle scores what can only be probably bettered by Paul Gascoigne as the greatest free kick in a semi-final um, ever. Down at Wembley, we won 2-1 and uh, went on to lose to Arsenal in the final. So I'd, I've watched that game a few times, I can tell you. Um next football song actually for me it would be Fog on the Tyne by Paul Gascoigne I know there's a theme here but what a what a tune the fact that he was so famous he could pull out a Fog on the Tyne tune unreal um, and then who would I have on a desert island with me um, that's quite a difficult one isn't it probably Vinnie Jones actually oh yeah tough not like you could kill anybody or anything that came so if there was something you needed to eat you'd send Vinnie off he'd, he'd murder something and bring it back to camp so Mine's Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, Fog on the Tyne and Vinnie Jones. Strange, strange eclectic mix. <laughs> uh, one sport, if you could only watch one sport for the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, that's quite an interesting one, isn't it? Football's so seasonal. Baseball would be one where you could watch 200 plus games a season. Um, 
realistically it would be football. I think I think football is probably the good cover of the basis because even if you didn't have the Premier League season at least every two years, but some would be filled with a with a tournament. NFL, I'm a big fan. Oh, of I love I love NFL, but the seven months without it would kill me. So it would have to stick in the same calendar mm. spectrum. Yeah, it would be football, wouldn't it? Yeah. You get a, you get a lot of bang for your buck there. Yeah, because that's the thing. I love my jumps racing as well, but even though it does run through the summer, the best jump racing months are between October to April. It's six months again. It's it's another it's another six months again. Too big a hiatus yeah, for us. Too big of a gap. Yeah. If you could only bet on one sport for the oh, rest of your life, Christ. what would you bet on? <laughs> Uh, that's quite a hard one. Well, it is because you've got which will you make money on? And I would suggest that you're probably your edge is more horses, isn't mm-hmm. it, than football? And because everybody can be quite good at football. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know your nags, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I do like. I would bet on my racing after the the bet I had this weekend on the football that nearly, nearly killed me. Well, it nearly killed your girlfriend, didn't it? <laughs> Weren't you going to throw her out of the car? <laughs> that's what I was told on Monday. <laughs> I, I just couldn't. Believe, I was like, oh no. No. We'll no. tell the story. Come on. So I had a, I don't normally back hackers. I'm normally quite restricted with that. So I like to normally keep with a treble, stick a fiver on a treble, bring home 60 quid. We're all happy. But yeah. I thought, do you know what? It's it's going to have some fun. Let's let's have a go with it. So I put two pound on a six fold. Um, obviously, we bet three, six, five. You yeah. get two gold, two goals early payout. So Derby went two nil up. That came in. Sunderland had, went two nil up. That came in. Bradford went two nil up. That came in. Portsmouth went two nil up. That came in. I was looking at the game. Warsaw went one nil up quite early, and I was sitting there going, "I need another goal." Looking at their stats, I think they'd only had one chance in the first seventy minutes. So it was oh, like one of them where I was like, "No chance." Uh, I'll wait for Livingston to score. And Livingston went one nil up before half time. My cash out was only about sixty quid. Tight ass. So I was like, "I'll wait it out. See what happens." Hibernian scored in his 47th minute. And I was like, oh, no, this ain't good. So I waited for that. Then, obviously, I had to drive to Gloucester. So I got in the car. It was about the 80th minute. I was like, I listened on the radio. And I heard that Livingston scored. Then Warsaw conceded in the 100th minute. And completely wrecked the bet. Oh. 357 quid I would have won. Didn't you try and get your girlfriend's cash out there, but I she did. couldn't find the right back? <laughs> That's why. That's why I'm saying. Reese was sort of saying he's going to kill her. And she, didn't she say I found the button? Oh, but it's yeah, changed it's now. Changed now. There's, a, there's a lot of people across the UK can can uh, can uh, sort of uh, relate to that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would. What what sport would you bet on? For me, it would probably just be football because again, you get a lot of bang for you. But when you back horses, you need to back a lot of them. I'm someone who deeply research his race and have the patience to look through it and spend hours on it. But football, there's nothing like having a, a Saturday 3pm bet. There's just nothing like it. It's elite. It, it, is, it is up there. I'd probably say football as well. But yeah. then, because like, if I couldn't, that's the thing, if I'd pick to watch racing, you'd have to bet on racing. And you'd have to bet on racing. But yeah. because I picked football, yeah, it'll have to be football. You yeah. have to have a bet on football. Uh, any other questions in there this week, Reese? Um, all right, can you create your ultimate five-a-side team only using Football League players, so no Premier League players? Uh, right, yeah. Barry Bannon's my captain. Yep. Um, so, um, keeper. i tell you what you need to do for this. You probably need to have a look at um, who's gone down fairly recently, don't you? Because yeah. that's who's going to still... Like, Jay Rodriguez, I saw, still playing for Burnley. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have... 
Jay Rodriguez in there somewhere, I think. Um, oh, they, they, this is quite a tough one, you know. Um, I saw Dwight Gales playing for Stoke. Maybe you stick Dwight yeah, Gale. Yeah, I was going to say he'd be up front. Um, Norwich haven't really got anybody these days, have they? No. Too difficult, Reese. That too difficult. Go on, you've got yours though. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably have. Um, I'd have the the um, the lad in goal from from uh, Millwall, Bill Bilikowski, play yeah. for Ipswich. Good shot stopper. Wouldn't mind him in it. Um, I'd have Austin Trusty in defence. He is phenomenal. Who's he play for? He plays for Blues. He's on loan right. from Arsenal, so he's an American lad, and just everybody loves him. He's just a unit at the moment. He's he's definitely one to, to keep an eye on going down the line. Uh, Midfielder-wise, I'd probably put Bradley Dack in there. He's quite a good all-rounded player, but I, his, I, his, injury record, right. his injury record is atrocious. Yeah, he's on that Olivia programme all the time, isn't mm. he? Oh, yeah, actually, no, I might just take him out. Just take him on out. that basis. Yeah, I'll go take him out. Um, Andrews Feynman's banging him in oh, for Bristol City. Fair, yeah, he's scoring like mad for Bristol City. I'd probably have him up front. I might I might take a risk and only have the one midfielder because I'll have Brayton Diaz next to him. And then midfield, you want someone that does an all-round job. Um, go on, sticks of blues. I'll put Gary Gardner in there. Done. Um, Blackburn at the top of that division. That'd be great to see them come back up to the Prem. Old low six client. I think, yeah, I think they've got a good chance of as well. Like They've took a little bit of a risk with the manager. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, took a little bit of chance with the manager. Um, obviously, he played for Cholton in his earlier days. So, whether they've got the team, it's just whether they can keep him in. Diaz is a worry. So, if he goes in the next couple of weeks, and they've got no one up front, so then just looking forward to um, looking forward to this week's um, this week's football race. I've got to say, it, it's great that it comes so thick and fast, isn't it? At the minute, you, you, I'm sort of almost half waiting now for a. Um, Another another international or something <laughs> engagement, but um, Spurs at home to Wolves. You expect that to be a yeah. I think that's straightforward. Wolves have really struggled the first couple of weeks, so I'd say that's a straightforward Spurs win. To be honest, Palace um, uh, are hosting Villa. Palace are good at Selhurst Park, so I'd expect Palace to win that as well. Everton are hosting Forest. I think this is Everton's first points of the season. I, I agree. I think Forest is it. It is at Goodison, isn't it? It's at Goodison. Yeah, Forest. They weren't. They didn't really do much away at Newcastle. So I'd take it. Yeah, Everton. You'd expect to pick up for their first points here. Yeah. Then it's a sort of battle of the absolute sort of non-exciting London clubs, Fulham and Brentford. Mm. Uh, I think Brentford go there and win. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I could see that, especially with the start they've had. And the, the the potential that they're showing, yeah, they they definitely could. Fulham, you know, they did keep a clean sheet last week, but Wolves are just struggling to fire on all cylinders. And Fulham probably should have won that game. Um, yeah, I think I think Brentford to win one isn't isn't a bad shout. Yeah, Leicester Southampton. I think Southampton will win that. I I I, I don't know Leicester. I just don't. I'm not a fan of Leicester at the moment. And then Bournemouth Arsenal away win. Yeah, he'd picked Arsenal, yeah, straight away. Sunday games, um, just very quickly while people are building their hackers out. Um, <laughs> Leeds versus Chelsea. I think Chelsea will win, but I think it'll be um, both teams will score. Yeah, that's a goals galore all day, isn't yeah. it? West Ham play Brighton, that's a bit of needle there, isn't it? Mm, I, that, that, could be, that could be really tight. I, I think Brighton might just edge it. 
Maybe, maybe they'd take a draw, Brighton would. If it, if it was 1-1 after 70 minutes, you'd know they'd just lock up shop and take a point. And then Newcastle uh, at home to Man City. It feels like game of the weekend, fifth versus first there. Um, Man City do a job on Newcastle, don't they? It could be a banana skin. I'm not saying Newcastle will win, but... You know, if Man City win, I think it will only be it'll be one of those one nils, only just. What would your game in the weekend be? It, it probably would be that that game. Do, do you know? Weirdly, I what I actually think will be game of the weekend: Spurs versus, versus Wolves. Wolves are under pressure now mm. to get a result somewhere. Mm. I think they've got to go out and um, he, he's going to come under pressure. The old Sheffield Wednesday assistant manager at yeah, some point. Yeah, that, yeah. I think that could be a good game, and Leicester Southampton. I think could be a good game. Yeah, I think I think Leicester Southampton could be. Decent scoring. I mean, I'm sure Leicester have seen they've seen four and six goals in their first first two games. Yeah, so could be could be high scoring. Quick shout out for the Champions League qualifiers. Um, Rangers have got a lot to do going to PSV. I think they? I think it's a big ask. I, I I think the the one thing that Rangers have such a benefit of quite a lot is second second leg at Ibrox. That that will be quite a difference. It seems a big ask. Yeah, I mean. The, the Scottish teams in, in European qualifying don't seem to do great. Because like. it's an absolute pub league. <laughs> the Farmers did, League in France, the pub league in Scotland. Did, did you see Dundee United? Uh, no. So they won 1-0 against AZ Alkmaar in the first oh, yeah, league. Yeah. And then I think they lost 8-0 in the second league. Perfect. I think they were 5-0, 6-0 down at half-time. Pub league. Um, just quickly before we go, Reese, uh, Ultimate Fan, download it now. Um, uh, clearly the product's, you know, very, very popular. Mm. Who's the most popular player? Is it Gabriel Jesus at the minute or? Funnily enough, I actually put a tweet out about this the other day. The most selected player for game week three at the moment is Gabriel Martinelli. Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Wow. Gets your goals, doesn't yeah. he? This week's team card, the most selected team card at the moment is Leicester. Leicester? Yeah, 9.7% of players have got Leicester in the team at the moment. Wow. Yeah. The first, first game week, it was Villa. Villa were the most selected team and they lost. I don't know what that says about our audience. Um, any final thoughts for you to round up with um, today, Reese? Before we head off, um, no, I think I think we covered the basis. I mean, ultimate fan. I, I played terrible the first two weeks, so maybe my opinion's best kept quiet. So. Man United finishing fourth. That's why. Um, just download as well if you're into your podcasts. Um, Reese, give a shameless plug for yours. Oh yeah, so we we started the ultimate fan fix. It's just uh, ten minutes a day four episodes a week just covers all the bases of ultimate fan just to give you a little bit of hints for your team at the end of the week make sure you pronounce the um the welsh uh <laughs> footballers names <laughs> oh, correctly God. got some right old jip oh, on discord Christ, didn't you i absolutely tore a new one for for i still don't, i don't want to pronounce it just in case i get it wrong i get it key for more key for more key for key more, for more. Yeah, I, I, I'm never going to live that down. So Forever in uh, in Reese's shadow, I'll be for more. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Um, thanks very much. Good to speak to you again this week, Reese, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, speak to you soon.